name is Patrick McGillray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've learned that running more and eating less does not work for weight loss and that there's a better way. Now I help runners like you to get leaner and get stronger so you can run faster and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there and welcome to episode 63 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, sports nutritionist, personal trainer, health and fitness expert, and the weight loss coach for runners. And today I've got something fun to share with you. This is lessons learned from running 48 miles in 48 hours. Today here on the podcast, I'm going to break down my recent experience running the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge. So I'll be sharing some things that I did right some things that I could have done better and how this whole challenge has changed me. And whether or not you would ever consider doing an event like this, I think you're going to get something out of this episode. Because here's the thing. It's less about how many miles you run and more about who you become in the process when you take on a big, impossible challenge like this. I personally learned some very powerful lessons about myself during this challenge and about what I'm really capable of. And I'm hoping to inspire you and, and to motivate you to push yourself even just a little bit further than you ever have before. Because I want you to see what you're capable of too. Because you'll never know until you get out there and get uncomfortable. But first, come and check us out on Facebook. We have this amazing Running Lean podcast community on Facebook. And all month long, March, is Motivation Month. And I'm talking about motivation, how to get motivated, how to stay motivated, and how to get your motivation back if you've lost it somehow. It's really a fun group, lots of positive runners who share experiences, ask great questions, and we all support one another in our health and fitness goals. Just search for Running Lean Community on Facebook. Also, the Running Lean Monthly Coaching Group, will be open for enrollment again very soon. And here's a recent comment from one of the members in the uh, monthly coaching group, Ashley. She said, I don't nap anymore and my quality of sleep has improved. I have so much more energy. I used to crash at 2 p.m. every day and it was all I could do to function. I haven't taken or needed one nap since I started this nutrition plan. Additionally, I sleep much more soundly at night and I've started hitting deep sleep cycles per my Garmin, which I never used to see. This is awesome. And you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about sleep or lack thereof um, in this episode today, but this is just one of the uh, many amazing results that people are experiencing from being a part of the Running Lean Monthly Coaching Group. It's, it's a community, but it's also an online training course and video library of training materials. Um, but there's this amazing community of runners that are all working towards the same goals or similar goals, whether it's losing weight, running faster, running further, sleeping better, becoming the healthiest, most badass versions of themselves. All these things, we all want the same things and we're all there to help each other, support each other, encourage each other. If you want to dial in your nutrition plan so that you can experience all-day energy, sleep better, then join the monthly membership program. There's a huge library of training materials, like I said, to teach you what you need to know. 
And then we do these live group coaching calls. So I'm there to answer your questions, to give you guidance, to support you, to also to provide accountability. This is key, key when you're trying to make big changes in your life, right? You need accountability if you want to hit your health and fitness goals. I only open this group once every few months, so don't miss out on this next enrollment period. It's going to be coming up here in just a couple of weeks. I would encourage you to go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join and get your name on the list because as soon as this opens, you're going to want to jump on that because I usually only open it for like a week, okay? So runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join and get your name on the list. All right, so let's get into this. Lessons learned running 48 miles in 48 hours. So what this challenge was, was the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge, which happened this past weekend. It was March 5th, 6th, and 7th, basically. And if you're not familiar with who David Goggins is, Here's a, a brief description of him, and this is um, from the jacket of his book, Can't Hurt Me, which is a, a awesome book. You definitely need to check it out. But here's a, about David Goggins from the jacket of his book. It says, David Goggins is a retired Navy SEAL and the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces ever to complete SEAL training, U.S. Army Ranger School, and Air Force Tactical Air Controller Training. Goggins has completed has competed in more than 60 ultramarathons, triathlons, and ultra triathlons, setting new course records and regularly placing in the top five. A former Guinness World Record holder for completing 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours. That is just crazy. He's a much sought-after public speaker who's shared his story with the staffs of Fortune 500 companies, professional sports teams, and hundreds of thousands of students across the country. So basically, this is one badass dude, right? <laughs> He's like out there badass, okay? And um, super inspirational. He's got a great story. Definitely check out his book, um, Can't Hurt Me. And um, so he put this challenge out there. And the challenge was this. The challenge is to run four miles every four hours for a total of 48 hours. And the idea is that everybody participating in this challenge is running at the same time. They're, they're all running their four miles at the same time. So the challenge started 8 p.m. Pacific time on Friday, March the 5th. And uh, so that would be 11 p.m. Eastern time. And that's when I started, okay? So my first run was at 11 p.m. on Friday and my last run was Sunday evening. So the idea is that every four hours, so at 11 p.m., you, you go out and run four miles. No big deal, right? Come home, shower, change, whatever you want to do, sleep. And then, um, so four, but four hours later, you got to run four miles again. So for me, that was 3 a.m. was the next four-hour uh, start time. And, uh, and then 7am and so forth. Right. So uh, it's the challenge isn't really the running four miles. It's like every four hours to get out there and run again. Okay. So 
it, this is why it's hard. And I'll explain, I'll explain kind of what my uh, experience was with this. But the hardest part about this is wrapping your head around getting out there like every four hours. Like you just don't get all that much rest in between there. It seems like it might be a plenty of rest, but I'm telling you, it starts to wear on you. So that's what the challenge is. And um, how I prepared for this challenge, here's what, what I would say is kind of like my first mistake. I did not prepare for this at all. <laughs> I just found out about this a week before. And I was talking to one of my clients who was actually doing this challenge. Him and his buddy were doing it the week before because they had to work uh, this past week. So they decided they were going to do it, but they just did it on their own the week before. So he was kind of talking to me about it and I'm like, dude, that sounds really fun. I need to do this. And I started looking it up and I'm like, oh, the official race or, you know, whatever you want to call it, challenges next weekend. Oh, I'm just going to do that. So I really didn't put any thought into it and I didn't train for this at all. Um, my weekly mileage is pretty low right now. I'm running, you know, maybe 10, 12 miles on uh, for my long runs and maybe you know, five and eight miles on my shorter runs. So my weekly mileage is, you know, maybe 25, 30 miles a week tops. So, I mean, to go and run 48 miles over the span of two days is a huge jump, okay? So I really didn't prepare at all. Um, spoiler alert, I did finish this thing. So I'm just gonna tell you that now. And I think, you know, looking at the whole experience from, from a health standpoint, I think that it, it's a testament to me being in pretty good shape that I could go and do something like this without training at all for it, like with no preparation at all, that I can go out there and do a, a challenge like this and finish it. I think that's a testament to being in pretty good shape and pretty good health and fitness level for me, for where I am in my life right now. So I feel pretty good about that. So how did I prepare? I just didn't. I just went out there and just started running. Pretty crazy. And and my plan, my nutrition plan was to pretty much stick to my normal two meals a day. So I usually eat around noon and around 6 p.m., and I was going to try to kind of do that. And, and then if I got hungrier in between runs, then I would just eat when I was hungry. And that was my whole nutrition plan. Like I didn't really have any plan other than that. Okay. So I didn't really train, didn't have much of a nutrition plan at all. And then my, my, my strategy for getting through this thing was to just rest as much as possible in between runs. So, you know, you figure if it takes 45 minutes or so to run four miles, because I was running slow, um, that was another thing I wanted to do is make sure I kept my heart rate low and just ran, run slow. There's no need to go out there and, you know, I usually run about a 9, 9.30 pace but I was keeping my, my pace around 10, 30, 11, maybe even 1130 at times just to keep my heart rate low because that's a lot of miles to, to do in a short amount of time. So, um, nutrition plan, eat when I'm hungry, pretty much do what I normally do, rest in between, keep my heart rate low, run slow. Um, and that was kind of the, the gist of what, what my, strategy was going into this thing. Okay. 
So um, I'm just going to break down kind of the different uh, runs and how I felt and, and kind of go through this with you. And then I'll, I'll kind of recap things at the end. But the first run, 11 p.m. on Friday, got out there. I rested beforehand. I, I ate kind of a, a big meal around 6, 7 o'clock. Uh, and, and, you know, this, this first run was supposed to be at 11. And so I thought that would be enough time to, uh, like digest that big dinner. It was not, (laughs) I still felt pretty full and pretty uncomfortable during that first run. I did sleep for about an hour before that because I was getting tired around nine, nine 30. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go bank a little bit of sleep. So I did that. I slept for about an hour and then you set an alarm and then, um, got out there and did my four miles and I felt good. You know, I just ran slow and I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm feeling good. Came home and, uh, you know, um, I did not shower and this is something I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I didn't, I only showered a couple times during this whole deal, uh, because I just was really trying to like get home and just get to bed and get as much sleep as I could. And I thought, what am I going to do? Shower every four hours. So um, if you're one of these people that like has to shower all the time, then, you know, cover your ears. <laughs> but I wasn't sweating that much. And I, and I felt like, you know, I was going to wash my sheets and everything anyway. So I was like, whatever. I'm just going to go to bed feeling a little bit uh, dirty. It's going to be fine. So first run was fine. No big deal. Right. Other than feeling a little full, a little uncomfortable from all that food. Got to sleep for about two hours, set my alarm for two 30. Whoo, that was tough. You know, two 30, get up. Uh, it was cold outside. You know, it was about 24, 25 degrees. It was, it was cold. It was dark. I was all alone. And I just was like, I'm going to go up to this, uh, up to mirror Lake, which is right here in the park and just do some loops around the lake. The lake itself is maybe a third of a mile around. So I had to like do, I don't even know how many loops I had to do to get to four miles. Um, cause it's like about a third of a mile to get to the lake and back. And I just kept running and it just seemed to go on forever. Like just, Oh my gosh. It was like loop after loop after loop. And, and, it, it was kind of monotonous. And so I decided I wasn't going to do that again. But anyway, it was fine. It's flat. Got it done. Got home and crashed hard, you know, for like two hours. But uh, that was that was challenging, that 3 a.m. run, that first one. And then I uh, set my alarm for like 6, p- 6 a.m. and got up and made coffee. Oh, my gosh. And the sun was coming up. And, um, this run was so amazing the first morning. So this is my 7am run and, uh, the sunrise here is like 702. So as soon as I started running, like the sun was just coming up and oh my gosh, it was so amazing. And I just felt so good. The coffee helped too. Finished that run, came home, took a little cat nap. And, um, so now I'm up to 12 miles. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, quarter of the way there. Um, uh, spend most of the time just laying on the couch during these afternoons, just because I was like, I'm just going to like watch some TV, binge some Netflix and just rest during this thing. Kind of like, uh, blocked out my whole calendar for the weekend. 
just so that I could just rest in between. So uh, that was cool. 11 a.m. rolls around. I'm still feeling good. Um, get out there. I'm running. So now I'm up to 16 miles. And I developed a blister on my big toe, on the side of my big toe. And this thing was hurting like crazy. It was really slowing me down. And um, I had to like uh, really do some things to help to like to alleviate that. And uh, didn't really think that was going to be a problem, like having a blister. But anyway, that that did uh, hinder my performance a little bit uh, going forward, just because that hurt a lot. So I ate uh, after this run. I ate, you know, like eggs, bacon, avocado, the things that I usually eat around noon or so. Again, um, still feeling pretty good. A little tired, but not bad. Took a little cat nap. And then for my 3 p.m. run, a friend joined me, my friend Bill. It was so awesome that he was like seeing my posts on Facebook. And he's like, I'm going to come run with you. And I'm like, dude, come on down. So he came down and ran with me. He got me to 20 miles, which was so awesome. And then after that, I uh, did my 7 p.m. Uh, run and uh, ate dinner afterwards. And that one was good because... At that point, I had gone through one full cycle of 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 runs, so and and halfway through, so twenty four hours into it, and um, oh man, that was awesome. My foot was still hurting, and uh, and then the sun sun uh, set was is around six thirty here. So by seven, starting this seven p.m. run, it's starting to get dark again. It's actually pretty dark. It's at seven o'clock. So now I'm in the dark again. So these next three runs, 7 p.m., 11 p.m., and 3 a.m., were all dark again and cold. Um, and and so the next couple were, you know, kind of uneventful, just starting to get pretty tired. You know, I'm like up to 28 miles. I'm up to 32 miles. And that that second 3 a.m. run, my friend Bill was like, hey, I'm going to come join you again. And I was like, cool, because he's just been getting into running again. And, and so he was like, I'm going to come and, and join you at, at 3 a.m. Well, at first I was like, yeah, right, like you're really going to show up. But I got a message from him at 2.30 saying he was on his way. And I'm like, dude, awesome. So he joined me. That was amazing. To have somebody out there running with me um, was just so amazing really it just made all the difference in the world so that's a true friend right there somebody that's going to get up at 2 30 in the morning and come join you and then crazy i get a message from him again at 6 30 saying that he got home he couldn't get back to sleep so he's going to come and run with me again at seven which is so amazing so i got up again at six i got some coffee i felt energized bill's here we ran into uh, uh, into the sunrise and ran down by the river, and it was just so amazing. And so I've been eating uh, just those two meals. Like I'm fat adapted; I don't need a ton of food to like have energy for runs. Um, but after that um, first meal, where I ate too much food. And, uh, and then after this run, I, I ate some breakfast. I decided that I was going to try doing um, smaller meals after every run. So uh, the next one, two, three, four runs, I was going to eat a little bit after each run, each one, just to, instead of trying to eat all at once. So 
I just didn't want to have that feeling of being so full and, um, two and a half hours really wasn't enough time to like digest all this food and stuff like that. So I just started eating smaller meals and I was just sticking to the stuff I typically eat, you know, bacon and eggs and some avocado in the morning. I eat a big salad and some protein for dinner. And that's just kind of what I stuck to. And and it was working out great. I didn't need to carb up. I didn't have to do a bunch of uh, fuel for these runs or anything like that. Um, One thing I will say is that I was definitely keeping up with my uh, water and electrolytes. Cause I knew that that was one thing that running this many miles in a short amount of time was going to be, uh, crucial to my performance was making sure that I was getting the right amount of electrolytes. So, you know, I use that LMNT, um, electrolyte powder, you just add it to water. And so I was, I was drinking that all throughout and felt fine. So then uh, 11 a.m. rolls around and I'm up to 40 miles now and I'm super tired and I'm just starting to like the, the lack of sleep more than anything else was really starting to wear on me. I still felt pretty energized as far as my legs and, and being able to go out there and run, but I was just getting worn down. So that was a tough one. And then at 3 p.m., so I'm getting close here, uh, I, I joined my, my son, Colin. Um, it was his birthday. So he and I actually ran the last two runs together, which was super awesome. And I was over at his mom's for birthday dinner. So after that 3 p.m. run, so I'm up to 44 miles now, we had like a big dinner. <laughs> I ate a lot of food. This went against what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to like just eat some small portions, but we ended up eating a big dinner and I had some birthday cake and ice cream and, uh, and I had planned on doing that. So, um, it was all fine. And that last run we did, it was just like, let's get this thing done. It was 7 PM and it was dark again. And we just ran around his neighborhood. So we did loops around, um, this, this block where he lives. And when I first started running, this was kind of cool for me and kind of nostalgic for me because when I first started getting into running back in like 2004, I guess it was, I would run that same loop because we lived on that street. And so I would run that same loop because it was exactly one mile around the block. And I couldn't do it without stopping back in those days. Like I couldn't run that whole mile without stopping. And I remember the first time I did it, it was such an amazing feeling. It's like, oh, I ran a mile without stopping. And then I remember the first time I did two of them. I ran two miles without stopping. And then I did it three times. I ran uh, three miles, a 5K without stopping. And it was just like, this was where I really got into running. And, and, and so it was kind of fitting that he and I did this. Uh, we just ran four loops around that block to finish up the 48 miles. So it was kind of cool. It brought me back to my, my running origins there. So that was pretty much the experience, you know, nothing, um, too drastic happened, uh, good or bad, but I will tell you, um, Afterwards, I went home, took a shower, and I just crashed hard. 
I slept so, so good Sunday night. <laughs> I got up on Monday and I will tell you, I was so tired. So I love my sleep and I really, really cherish my sleep. It's something that's very important to me. Um, it's a, it should be important to you too. Like getting enough sleep, most people just don't get enough sleep. And I make it a priority. So I try to get at least seven hours of sleep every day. Seven to eight is kind of where my sweet spot is. And um, I was so tired on Monday. I kind of took the day off work. I did a little bit of work, you know, a few client calls and things like that. But then ended up being so tired in the middle of the day that I just took a nap, which I never do. I never need to take a nap. Um, and, oh, and then, so Monday morning, I got a, a text from my personal trainer, Chris, and he was like, hey, how you feeling? You want to, you know, come in for your workout this morning? So normally I do strength training on Monday mornings. And I just ignored him because I was like, I don't know about this. So I got up and I, I told myself I was going to answer him after I had some coffee. So I made some coffee and thought about it. And I was feeling okay. I was tired, but I was feeling okay. So I was like, yeah, I'm coming in. And I did. I went in and did a strength strength workout. I did not smash it. I didn't do a super hard workout. I, I kept it light. But here's the thing. I would not recommend you do this. Like if you were my client and you said, hey, I just did this 48-hour challenge of running, you know, 48 miles the last two days. Uh, do you think I should do a strength training here in the morning? I would tell you, no, don't do that. <laughs> but I did. Um, not because I'm superhuman, because maybe I just uh, don't practice what I preach sometimes. Hey, we all do it. But I felt fine. Um, and, but here's the cool thing. And... I was tired Monday, but I was not sore at all. Like my legs were not sore. And I've never really experienced this uh, until this past year or so. And here's why I, I was not sore. So there's a few reasons. There's like three reasons why I think I wasn't really sore. Number one, I'm pretty fit. Like strength training has been helping me to increase my, my power, increase my um uh, strength and fitness overall strong. I've got stronger muscles. I've got stronger connective tissues like tendons and ligaments. I can handle more stress with less inflammation and with less, um, uh, soreness. And I recover really, really well. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I think the nature of this challenge, the way it's designed is kind of cool because you do four miles, which is not a terribly long distance to like tax your body. So you, you can do four miles and then you get a few hours to recover and then you go and do it again, as opposed to just running 48 miles straight without stopping. That would create a lot more stress on your body. So you're actually giving your body a break in between. So I think that helps with the recovery and with, with not breaking your body down so much. Number three, though, and this is probably the, the one thing that I think is, is the, the biggest contributor to my lack of soreness, is my, my diet, my low-carb diet. Uh, eating a low-carb diet dramatically reduces inflammation, and with less inflammation, you have less soreness. Um, eating low-carb keeps your blood sugars low and insulin levels low, 
which means you will produce more growth hormone when you exercise. More growth hormone means you speed muscle repair. You recover faster. I've not been sore after any of my long training runs this past year, even after running a marathon or a 50K. Like the next day, I just have had minimal, minimal soreness. And to me, this is like one of the most amazing benefits of you know, doing some form of a low carbohydrate nutrition plan. So that's why I think I wasn't really sore at all. So I was tired, but not sore. So amazing, right? So Tuesday, the day after uh, that first day of recovery, I was still a little tired, but it felt so much better, so much better. And then by Wednesday, yesterday, I was like back to 98%. You know, and I did a killer strength training workout yesterday and felt amazing. So really just a couple of days and I'm pretty much back to normal. And today I just got back from a five mile run. Uh, I didn't run uh, since Sunday evening, purposely just taking a little bit of time off. Um, started out my run today, felt a little, a little sluggish, but once I get got going about 15 minutes into it, it felt great. And um you know, just banged out a nice little five mile run and, and feel great today. So here are some things I learned. Number one is um, I should prepare <laughs> next time. These are some things that I would do differently if I do this again. And I want to do this again. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I think you should prepare for something like this. I, I think you should actually train for it. You know, and the way I might do that would be to increase my weekly mileage and get up to, you know, 40, 45 miles a week, uh, maybe even 50 miles a week for a couple of weeks just to like prepare my body for that endurance type of an activity. I thought I could just go out there and bang this thing out. And I kind of did, you know. But I think I, it, I could have even been, um, it could have even been better if I had trained for it, okay? Another thing I would have done is done some practice runs, like done some four-mile runs at different times during the day, maybe even in the middle of the night or later at night, just to kind of train my body for what it's like to run at night and on little sleep and things like that. So there's some things you can do to actually train for something like this. So that's one lesson I learned is that I would probably train for it a little bit differently. Um, another thing I, I learned is that um, eating smaller meals more often is probably a better way to go rather than just sticking to a two meal a day or a three meal a day kind of deal. So I think if I were, were to do it again, I would eat uh, a little bit after each run, like right after each run, just eat a little something and just... Um, even if it's in the middle of the night and, and just to have a little bit of something in there as opposed to trying to eat, um, a, a bigger meal a couple of times. Another thing I learned is that I should really kind of treat this like an ultra because it is like running an ultra, you know, you're resting in between these runs, but it overall, you know, the wear and tear on your body is similar to what would happen during an ultra, specifically things like taking care of my feet. Like I didn't really even think that this would be an issue, but it was, and it kind of slowed me down having blisters. Like I just wasn't thinking about it in those terms. So, you know, whatever that means, like using some sort of a, 
uh, foot lubricant or whatever you need to do, body glide, that kind of thing would really help. Another thing I learned is like somehow get some friends to commit to running with you. Like this is like, this was made such a big difference for me. Just having people out there with me on a few of these runs made all the difference in the world. And, um, I wish I had kind of, um, scheduled people and had people commit to running each one of these with me. So I think if I did this again, I would definitely have people committed to running with me. And I'll just say this about the showering thing. You know, I would probably recommend showering more often. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, I'm just going to like be a little dirty, a little sweaty, whatever. I'm going to like wash my sheets afterwards. But at, at the end of the day, I think it just feels better um, to be showered <laughs> more often. So that's something that I uh, probably would do next time. Some things that worked well for me, staying hydrated and keeping up with the electrolytes, I think that was uh, key, and I did a really good job with that. So I was drinking lots of water, lots of electrolytes, felt good. Honestly, I think another thing I did well was fueling. I think I fueled fine. I think you know the type of foods I was eating, stuff I normally eat was totally fine. I'm fat adapted. I don't need to carb up to, to be able to do stuff like this. I can use fat for fuel beautifully. It works great. But I think I just had a little too much food at the beginning and I, and I corrected that. And so I think the fueling overall, I did a pretty good job on. Another thing I did well is resting in between. I, I got horizontal, you know, I, I got on the couch um, or in bed after every run and just, you know, laid down and just like took it easy. I didn't go grocery shopping or anything like that. Like I just stayed home and just like stayed horizontal. Um, and this was like really helpful and helped me to just get the rest that I needed and get off my feet. That was, that was huge too. Um, another thing I did well was running slow. You know, I, I planned on running slow, keeping my heart rate low and I did a good job with that. Um, another thing that I, that I did, and this was something that I I thought about a little bit, but I didn't realize how important it was going to be is laundry and making sure that I had warm, dry clothes at all times. So I have a clothes dryer, just a, um, like a rack that you hang clothes on to dry. And I always put my sweaty clothes on this rack to let them dry before I throw them in the, in the wash. You know, I, I wash all these clothes obviously, but I hang them up so that they will dry out. And these um, sports uh, uh, material, you know, the the dry fit type of clothes that we we use for for running, they dry pretty fast. And I, I was running pretty slow, and it was pretty cold out, so I wasn't getting super sweaty. But I wanted to make sure I had plenty of dry clothes to put on because the worst thing in the world is to put on damp clothes, like wet clothes, then go out and run in the cold. Ugh, that's the worst. So having lots of options, I had a bunch of hats, a bunch of gloves, a bunch of shirts, pants, like all this stuff. Um, and I had it all kind of laid out and drying and, and I was cycling through all this stuff and I wasn't doing laundry in between. I just didn't have enough time for that. Um, so I would just let these clothes sort of dry out and then you know, once they were dry, then I could cycle them back into the, to the mix and put them back on. I mean, we're talking 12 runs in two days. So you've got to like, you got to have some, you got to have a good clothes, like, uh, 
plan for this kind of thing. Okay, so that's kind of the recap. That, those are my experiences. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about why I did this. Like, why would somebody do something like this? And the reason I, I did this and the reason I do things like this is because it's hard. I don't do things like this because it's easy. I do things like this because it is hard. Because that easy stuff, it doesn't get me anywhere. The easy stuff doesn't force me to grow. And I always want to prove to myself that no matter what, I can still do really hard things. I'm the kind of person who's always learning, always growing, always pushing myself harder. I'm always trying to go further. I'm always getting out of my comfort zone. I always want to become more. I want to be more than who I was yesterday because that's not who I am anymore. I'm not that person any longer. I don't want to be the person I was 10 years ago. I've moved on. I don't want to be the person I was 10 months ago. I've moved on from that too. I don't even want to be the person I was 10 days ago. You know, I've already been there and I've already done all of that. And that's fine. That got me to where I am here today. But now it's time for me to move forward. I want to become more. I want to become stronger, healthier, wiser, kinder, more accepting, more forgiving, more caring, more loving, more resilient, more badass. I want to become harder, tougher. I want to become more of who I am. And I am all of these things. And even at 54 years old, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still getting better and better and better all the time. And I don't feel old. I feel kind of badass. I don't feel weak. I feel strong as hell. And I keep getting stronger. I never feel defeated. I feel victorious, especially when I do hard things. Sitting here today, I'm, I'm not the same person I was last Friday before I started this challenge. I'm a lot better and in, in a lot of little ways. You know, I have this vision of who I ultimately want to become and every day I do something, something small to move myself a little closer to that version of myself, that new and improved version of myself. Now with more badassery, <laughs> that's the new and improved me I'm always moving towards. And here's what I want for you. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to decide who you want to be and then do something every single day to move yourself closer to that future version of yourself. And it's not easy to do. It's why most people don't do it because it requires you to get uncomfortable. It requires you to get out of your comfort zone every day. It's hard. It's not easy. It's like lifting weights. You got to feel the pain to get the gain. And no one gets stronger by sitting around thinking about lifting weights. Oh, I bet it'd be nice if I had strong muscles, but they're not doing anything. They're not doing the hard work it takes to build the muscles. They're not lifting the weights. So I want to encourage you to become more. And I want to encourage you to do it for yourself because you owe it to yourself to always better yourself, to always become more. 
during um, run number 11 of 12, I was running with my son Colin and he asked me, so is this like a one and done for you? Or are you going to do this again? And I was like, this is a terrible time to ask me that question. <laughs> like ask me in a few days. But I thought about it and, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably do this again. And, and the next time I do this, I want you to do it with me. Deal? Especially if you live here in Cincinnati, you're running with me, okay? <laughs> because running with others during this kind of a deal is crucial. So, so good. So I want to leave you with this quote from David Goggins that kind of got me through uh, some of these tougher runs. He says, don't stop when you are tired. Stop when you are done. Love that. All right, you guys, hope you all have an amazing day. Lots of love as always. Keep on running lean and I'll talk to you soon. If you've tried to lose weight by running miles and miles or starving yourself and you've had zero results, you are not alone. This model of weight loss is broken. It's never worked and it has to be replaced. That's why I created a powerful new training just for you called How to Become a Lean Running Machine. You'll discover why running more and eating less does not work for weight loss. And you'll learn the three secrets to losing weight and keeping it off for good. To get this free training right now, just go to runningleanpodcast.com slash lean and learn how you can become a lean running machine.